All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. morning everybody welcome back to another episode of dropping the gloves thanks for joining us nice wednesday valentine's day tim ash wednesday all wrapped up into one any um any uh romantic plans tim you got a special someone in your life that you want you want to discuss with the show the listeners you know i you know i don't talk john what about you i have Kevin, my wife so yeah i uh, no plans but we we just did the birthday in there she's sick right you know, and so she's a little under the weather, which was perfect timing because I went to Chicago for the first time in seems like two months last night. And I'm I'm leaving and she's like a really rough shape, like just a high fever. And I'm I'm just like, what else do you want me? I'm like, good luck. Like, see you later. You're pregnant. You You're seven kids. You got this girl. Go get it. Like, there's nothing I could do. Like, and I don't want to give her a kiss because like, then you're going to you know <laughs> contaminate me like i gotta keep yeah. this this machine that is my body running smooth i'm the provider so it was it was a tough one to leave you know but it was nice going to chicago i, I like renting cars when i go because i don't want to put the miles on my vehicle which is a toyota sienna so i like to rent nice cars to drive over i got a nice bmw something at m5 s or something it's like the hybrid SUV. Damn. This thing's legit. It was pretty cool to drive that thing. Like it drives itself. It was pff, nice car. Very are you still driving that Nissan? We gotta upgrade you. I love my Nissan. Yeah. Um you drive into Chicago and back, or do you fly one way or what? I drive there and back. It's just the only way that I can make it work time wise. The airport takes too long. The flights are just not reliable. So I just zip in and zip out. It's supposed to be like a four hour and 40 minute drive. I almost have it to sub four. So yeah. we're. There's a whole lot of nothing along in that one. A, we're clipping along at a pretty good rate. These new, new vehicles. Easy 100 miles an hour. You don't even know you're going 100. It's amazing. You look down, you're like, holy, let's slow down. Like you're at 96 because you got to zip around somebody. And it's like, let's slow down here. It's it's amazing. The technology, the advances, they got to up the speed limit. Crazy that they're not like some spots I'm in and like Indiana, it's 55. I feel like I'm doing a disservice to the car by driving that slow. You know what I mean? The engineers, if they saw me, they would just be rolling their eyes. You're not driving fast in this car. We designed this. 
to go fast. So the open roads are not a racetrack, John. You should know that. Your kids no, are going to be driving soon. I know. But these cars, they like, they're so safe, Tim. Yeah. It Maybe is what it is. But anyways, yeah. Got back from Chicago. Everything's fine. It's Valentine's Day. Did absolutely nothing so far. I don't even know if I'm going to get a card. It's just we're in the weeds right now. So the, the beginning of February, birthdays, and it's just a lot going on. It's just sometimes you single guys drive me crazy. Tim goes, I'm sick. I don't know if we could do the show today. I'm like, Tim, let's go. What do you got going on? Barely slept let's last go. night. I was throwing up all night. But yeah, sure. Here I am. It's not for me, though. It's never been about me. I got two me. hours. I got two hours last night. Two. How many did you That's get? your fault. Uh, more than two. Yeah, you're probably in bed by like six, woke up like at 10. Look at you. You look great. Anyways, moving on. You know who You know who is looking great, too? Everybody who plays Give Better. Because we still, Tim, get listeners DMing us daily. Saying, hey, you guys, I want $100. This is fantastic. I didn't think it was real, but it is. Now I'm rich. $100 richer. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. I don't know why we're not getting more, but you can do it. We Give Better has extended the offer till the end of February. Go download the app, givebetter.app slash DTG, and have yourself some fun. They're doing basketball games. They're doing a ton more hockey games. Now that that silly football's out of the way, everybody can focus on what matters most. Hockey, 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 hockey. So check it out. Pick some players, swipe left and right, up and down. It's super easy to use. Go to givebetter.app slash DTG and win $100. That's it. They've given away thousands and thousands of dollars, and they want to give more away. So it's it's free money. Go and do it. All you have to do is just nail five picks. I love Give Better. Tim loves them. I, I still try daily, and I still can't crack that nugget of $100. I don't know. I, I can't do it. Have you, you obviously haven't won yet, Tim. No, no, I haven't. I'm still trying, I'm working on it. Is that they're going to add the Stadium Series game this weekend? That's the New York and Philly that's happening this weekend. So they're going to add isn't that. There, and, isn't it two teams or uh, two games, four teams? Yes. Yep. They're going to add at least one of them. Yeah. It's exciting. Another Stadium Series that just whispers into existence and no one knows about it. I am excited about Chicago next year. Wrigley Field, Connor Bedard, John Scott. I've already, I've already said I'm doing the game. As long as I don't put my foot in my mouth, I'll be there. <laughs> you still have a job but between now and then. <laughs> there's a good chance that I do. It's so, yeah, it's funny. I go there like, hey, long time no see. Everybody's like, we didn't think we'd see you again. <laughs> Me neither. Like, I'm back. Though. Yeah, let's go. Let's ride. It was a good time. It's nice to be back in Chicago. I love that city. Fantastic. The people are great. Went to a nice uh, taco place before the game. Delicious. I asked for no guacamole, no avocado. What, what? Do my tortillas come with guacamole? And so this is where you watch those videos of people just being a-holes in restaurants, and like doing a big stink. I went the other route. I went super nice. I said, hey, I didn't want guac, but it's on here. I just want to make sure there was no like avocado sauce on the actual food because I get a reaction. The guy was like mortified. He's, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me get you a new one. Let me this and them and that. Can I get a drink on the house for you? And I said, no, this is cool, man. Don't worry about it. And then I got <laughs> like I, the meal for free. I didn't even ask. Nice. Him. And I left him a, a decent sized tip. So it was a, it was nice. But those avocados don't uh, agree with me. I'm sensitive. I have so many food allergies. It's disgusting. Like I make fun of people with gluten allergies because I think it's weird. 
I'm like bananas, eggs, avocados, um, all crustaceans. I'm Delphic, crazy. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, that one will murder me if I if I eat them. So. Yeah, I remember that one. There's a lot going yeah. on. You know how I found that one out? I went to dinner with my wife and I ordered a big lobster pasta and I just crushed it. And then I could feel my throat like swelling up during the meal. So I developed it as I got older. I didn't know that was the thing. So there you go. That sounds, right, if that had happened to me, you would have just you would have just made so much fun of me. Tim, you're so felt, weak. Developing an allergy in your 30s. What's wrong with you? That so doesn't weak. sound like me. I would have been very compassionate <laughs> and said, I feel bad for you. I feel your pain. Check your Venmo. I sent you some money. Just want you to want you to feel better, you know? I would actually feel bad about you because you're you're a sensitive cat. All right, Tim, we got a listener voicemail. Someone sent in. We get dozens of voicemails daily, and Tim sifts through them very, very, very precisely to pick the perfect voicemail to play. Who called in today, Tim? It looks like looks like Sam called in. No, nope. uh, oh no, it's Chris. What did he start with? Hey, Sam. Hey, Tim. Hey, John. What's up? This is Chris, long time listener, long time caller. Not going to tell you where I'm from, even though Tim just asked me to on the voicemail. But hey, listen, I was uh, listening to episode 601 when John was talking about the breakdown of Phil Kessel and what the scenario would be for him if he went to go play at Vancouver, what line he'd play on, who his line mates would be, and what role he'd have. And it got me thinking, John, if you got a phone call today from any team in the league who said, I want you here on this team, I'm going to put you on this line with these two line mates, and this is going to be your role for us. What team would that be and why? Thanks a lot. Oh, my word. That would be an interesting one. Well, I think I'd have to go to the East Coast because that's where the majority of the meat is nowadays in the NHL. You got Reeves. You got McEwen in Ottawa. You got some big guys playing out East. I, I would go – Tampa Bay has Tanner Janot. Toronto's got Ryan Reeves. Boston's got Trent Frederick. Florida Panthers have Matthew Kachuk. What high-end team in the East Coast needs some meat? Maybe one in my own state, the Detroit Red Wings. I think that's been their missing ingredient the last two decades as they've been chasing that cup that they just owned back in the 90s and early 2000s with Iserman and Fedorov and Darren McCarty and Joey Kosher and Dino Cicerelli was mixed in there and Kirk Maltby and those pests and tough guys. They don't have that aspect with their team and they haven't had it for a long time. So I think I would fit right in on the fourth line there. Put me with Joey Valeno and Daniel Sprong. It's a hell of a fourth line. If you ask me, I would protect Patrick Kane like I did in years past. I would rectify with Alex Dabrinkit of me challenging his goal-scoring prowess and he would accept that he's not as good of a goal scorer as everybody thinks he is i would reconnect <laughs> with dylan larkin and our all-star past how we shared beverages in the green room with him and my mom fantastic memories with me and dylan larkin i would reconnect with mo cider friend of the show who took off after our podcast so yeah i think the detroit red wings would fit perfectly for my ilk and my my playing ability i would only play probably half the games maybe less 25 to 30 and i'd probably get averaging four to eight minutes right in my wheelhouse so yeah to answer your question chris the detroit red wings would be where i would want to go and that's funny because i would always kick the tires on them when i was playing and they had no interest ken holland babcock none whatsoever so maybe now times have changed they need a little toughness they need a little grit because right now if, if you're playing the red wings Pretty, pretty soft game 
You're not really nervous of anybody. Who's the big hitter? Mo Sider? Ben Chariot? Not many guys are, are really scary on that team, Tim. So, yeah. Did you think of anybody else, Tim? Who, who, where, where should I go? Just while you were talking, I was thinking you skipped over them, but I'm going to come back. I, maybe Boston. They lost a little bit of toughness with Luch out, out of the lineup. Trent Frederick is scoring goals right now. He's still, he'll still willing to fight, but it'd be good to take that pressure off him. I know you always wanted to play for the Bruins growing up. They could use some, some depth of a deadline. It's not a bad, not a bad spot either. I would actually very much like to play in Boston, but, and then another team who's not in the, the playoff hunt is Chicago. I don't know why they did not address uh, like a bodyguard for Connor Bedard. And now they're going to get Celebrini too. You have to find somebody like Nick Foligno. Like the guy's a good fighter, but he's, you know, 37. He's not exactly striking fear in the opponent. You still need that fear factor. If you're, you have the, the future keys to the kingdom in Connor Bedard. This is the guy and you have no one to protect him. I say it all the time, you, but you have a Lamborghini. You're going to get a security system for it. You buy this $600,000, $700,000 car, you're going to go out and get a pretty decent security system for it. You know, high end. You get Connor Bedard, once in a generation player, and you do, who would you bring in? Jared Tenorti? Nick Felino? No thanks. They're not scaring anybody. Not that Ryan Reeves is scaring anybody these days. What's going on in Toronto? Morgan Riley's more threatening than Ryan Reeves lately, right, Tim? Yeah, we got another great question from another listener who asked, I'm going to kind of read this more or less, but John said the presence of enforcers on the ice limits the amount of dirty hits and other BS, but also it's not something that can be ever be eliminated because certain guys just don't care about it. That was a conversation we had last week. So what's up with Ridley Grieg? The Maple Leafs have Ryan Reeves, a known enforcer. Is Grieg just not afraid of him, or has Reeves' reputation as a tough guy been damaged by the empty threats in the past? And so, you know, Reed, Greg didn't hurt anyone, obviously, but he took a liberty and, and whatever take you had on it was disrespectful with the way that he scored the goal and had some fun with it. Um, Morgan Riley took exception, et cetera. And then we were talking before the show of the play, um, Marsh and I figured it was, it was a slew for it or whatever, but took out Tim Lilligan and he was out for injury. And it was probably a dirty play. And, and Reeves said afterward in the mic, he's like, yeah, I, he's going to have to pay for this. I need to address this. Like, it's not going to go unanswered. But we said at the time, why did it happen in the first place? The whole I, the idea is that you're adding that to the lineup and protecting your guys. And so things like this are happening. And why would Grieg and, and Marshawn and players like that still take their liberties with Reeves on the ice, or at least on, in the lineup? Yeah, I, I think he has lost his edge a little bit. And that's hard for me to say because he's a like, multi, multi-friend of the show. But don't you think he's lost that edge, that fear factor that he had five years ago? where everybody was just walking on eggshells around Ryan Reeves. I feel like his his bark is worse than his bite these days. He hasn't really fought that much. You haven't seen him really work somebody and beat somebody up. So I, I think people are just ignoring him. You know, he doesn't get the ice time that he used to get. What was his last team? It was Minnesota. He was with the Rangers. Like, he was getting 10, 12 minutes a night. I think with Toronto, his, his role's been so diminished that people just ignore him. You know, you're screaming from the bench. I've been there. I've been that guy. But back in my day, you would go out and you would do something and jump somebody or fight the other team's tough guy. He just doesn't have anybody to fight anymore for the most part. And so teams just ignore him. And I think that's what you're seeing more and more these days where Ryan is a dying breed. And it's it's unfortunate. You're seeing this transition. I, 
I don't know. I, I'm not saying I like it, but Ridley Gregg isn't scared of him. He's he's not worried or staying up at night that Ryan Reeves is going to jump him. Ryan's not going to do anything. I don't think Ryan has that crazy level of going after somebody and really, you know, instigating a fight where I would like, I would tell my line mates, like go and run that guy from behind so I can grab somebody. I would regularly tell guys that I don't think Ryan has that type of um, attitude or um, just motivation to get into a fight. I, I think he's lost that, that edge that he had to his game when he came into the league 10, 15 years ago. He's a grizzled vet. He knows his spot and he, maybe he's lost the edge. I I don't know, but it, it just seems like he's not, he's not scaring anybody, Tim, like nobody. I think the Which way is, you put it is it's perfectly, they're ignoring him. Cause it's not like Greg doesn't know that Reeves could beat him up. It's not like Marshawn doesn't know that. It's not like almost any guy on any team doesn't knows that Reeves going to, if he wanted to beat him up, he could. It's not that. It's not that they're not afraid of him. It's that they're ignoring him completely. So I feel like, and and yeah, I think he's probably lost a step and he's not playing playing as much. He's not in the lineup as much. He got hit last night by, I forget who it was, a little guy. Um, just he just got buried coming up the ice into the boards by a player much smaller than him. He just caught up to him. He was behind him and he caught up to him in like three strides. It was very quick. And Reeves said the other day, in response to the Ridley Greig thing, he said, bring violence back to hockey or make hockey violent again, which sounds nice. But like you said, it's it's the bark and there's no bite behind it right now. Well, it's just empty threats because he was up and down in the press after the Marchand thing. He's like, we're going to have a response. Get ready. You know what? Get your popcorn ready. We're, look, something's going to happen. And then nothing happened. Right? Nothing, nothing at all happened. The next game came and went. They played pretty... I think pretty close after Marchant did that to Lilligren and then nothing, no response. So that plays into other players' minds too. It's like, yeah, he's just going to yell. That's why, I, and I don't want to bring it back to myself. I, I tried not to scream too much because it does get obnoxious and it does get embarrassing when you're all, always like telling people you're going to kill them and then you never do. So you have to be careful with how much you talk because players will just see that and go, buddy, like just shut it. You're just talking. You're not, you're not doing anything. A lot of yapping, not a lot of action. So Ryan needs to do something. Take a suspension. Jump somebody. Like we, when I was in San Jose, Tim Jackman was a thorn in our side. He would always go after our star players. He would always do something. It was a big rivalry, San Jose, Anaheim. And I told him the first game, he went after Jumbo or something. I said, yeah, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump you, man. I knew Tim. We skated together in the summer. I was like, Tim, cool it, man. I, I'm going to have to do something. Sure enough, he went after Vlasic. I dummied him. Then he just did something else, and I knocked Cole, cocked him on the ice out cold. Then I beat him up again and another time during the year. Then he finally got the message saying, okay, not going to do anything. But you have to follow through with your threats. Like if I were to say that to Jackman, like, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you, and then I would do nothing, he's going to do it worse. He's like, this guy's not doing anything. So much like in life. You got to be a man of your word. When I said I was going to jump Phil Kessel, or I'm going to jump whoever you put out next to me, meant it. You have to follow through with your threats, Tim, regardless of how bad it's going to look. I told Carlisle, put whoever you want out. I'm going to beat their doors off. Mind you, I didn't beat Phil's doors off. Ooh, but I tried. I often, I often lie, lie awake before I go to sleep. Ooh, if I would have grabbed him with that left, what would I have done? People ask me that. They go, oh, you wouldn't have hit him. You damn right I would have hit him. I went right down Main Street. Would have knocked his teeth out. Hundred percent, hundred percent. 
There would have been no qualms about it, and I would have slept like a baby. Yeah, but, but you would have got a major suspension if that happened. Oh, and yeah. I'm not oh, yeah. That, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, just, just the way that the Shanahan talked to you after what you did do, compared to if you had actually made connected with his face, it would have been a whole other level. Do people complain about Peros and his allegiance and, his, you know, he's coming after the leaves? Brandon Shanahan, we had a conversation after that. He legit said to me, I want to suspend you badly. Like, I want to suspend you. This is coming from the director of discipline for the NHL. Right after the game, I'm trying to find a way to suspend you, but I can't. How is that not biased? How is how is that not wrong? Like, aren't you supposed to be protecting all the players? And you're telling me on the phone that you are trying to find a way to suspend me? That doesn't seem right. But he told me straight up. And then the next year, I get Chris Pronger coming into to Arizona. He gets me and Steve Downey. He's like, we're, we're burying you guys. As soon as you do anything, as soon as you touch anybody, you're getting suspended. Okay, sounds good. Like, psh, gotcha. Like, it's just, that's not right. You know what I mean? Like, that shouldn't be allowed. But going back, you know they would have done something about it. It wasn't just the bark. There was a bite behind it. And, and Ooh, you, I, would, I would have gotten Dale Hunter-type suspensions if I would have hit him, 100%. I would have gotten more than 10 games. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, when Pronger said that to you the next year, like, you knew he meant it. And so you would behave better, you know? So... That's what's not uh, happening right. with, uh, with Reeves. I wish he would have um, told me before I hit Louis Erickson that clean hit. I would have yelled really? at Louis. Heads up. All right. What's going on in Toronto? Because we're, we're mentioning Ryan Reeves. Why is everybody talking about this? Because the other foot dropped. Morgan Riley finally got the results of his suspension. Five games from George Peros in the Department of Player Supplementary Discipline. He had an in-person hearing over Zoom because of the big bad storm. No one wanted to fly. And because of security risk, people thought there was going to be like a kerfuffle outside the offices I saw. Allegedly, I don't know. But five games. Kind of exactly what you and I thought. We didn't think it was going to go over five because it's a first-time offense. You nailed it. You're like, it's five games you're going to appeal. Lo and behold, he gets five games. Morgan Riley has already filed an appeal to the NHL. So it's going to go to, I think it goes to a arbitrator. Then if that doesn't work out, they go right to right to the horse's mouth, Gary Batman. I think it's going right to Batman. I think it's Batman? going to Batman first. Yeah. I think under under a certain amount of games, only Batman needs to review it. And it's laughable that people don't think Batman isn't involved in the first suspension already. Right. He's right. Definitely, he's definitely involved in the conversations. I don't know why people think it's just this a separate entity and George Peros is in a room by himself and he's just going through all the previous, you know, suspensions that have been doled out for this this type of play and he's just locked in. It's just him. Oh. Right. Everyone's waiting outside the door. George, have you made your decision yet? Not yet. I need 15 more minutes. No, it's waiting like waiting on a it's text. A group effort. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> Colin Campbell. It's Gary Bettman. It's all those jokers. They, they're dead, allegedly. Potentially. I have to keep saying that to cover my tracks. So, right. Um, he's going to protect yourself. It. Gary's going to sue me. It. One, I guess I'm going to guess it goes down to one to four games. It goes down You're by one nuts. game. No way. But, because of the lack no. of history. But regardless, the bigger question I want to know is, is, and that's what everyone's going to be watching, what does this do for the Leafs? It's tough losing your number one defenseman when you already have a relatively thin or top-heavy defensive core. Like Jake McCabe is running the power play right now. That's what they had at practice yesterday. Um, and so will this like be a rallying point for the Leafs and bring them together to go on a little bit of a win streak? 
or is this gonna this the beginning of the end here? We're gonna have to find out what this group has over the next two weeks. Well, early results are pretty positive. They look pretty stellar versus the St. Louis Blues last night. The Blues, who have been one of the hottest teams in the league, they crushed them. Four to one, not even close, up one nothing, two nothing, just dominated them. So good for the Toronto Maple Leafs. At the end of the day, we talked about this at my when I was with the Hawks last night. This could inevitably be a good thing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You lose your best defenseman, it forces other guys into a position, and it makes the GM pretty aware if there's any weaknesses on the back end. We know they're not as strong as they should be, but they've been kicking the can on a, a Tanev, a Hannafin, something like that, like a high-end defenseman. We'll see if they need it. And this could be good at the end of the day for Morgan Riley. The guy's an absolute horse. He plays through injuries. He's one of the, one of the most underrated defensemen around. Like He's a good D-man. Him and Jake Gardner, I, I will say, two unsung heroes in the NHL for a long, long time, Jake Gardner, Statues should be made of him. But um, all kidding aside, this could be good. Morgan Riley going to get a little rest. Leafs are going to step up. They played well last night. I don't see them going on a major just skid, but it's good. I don't know. Do you, is this good for them, Tim? I mean, not. it's not a good situation to lose your best defenseman, but it could turn into something positive or at least not hurt you as much as it should if, they're, if they all step up like they did last night. So I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be fine and, and he'll be back. And especially if it's sooner than later, if he wins an appeal and he's not going of- to win an appeal. No, 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 no. And they need to win. Yeah. Like people, people in Toronto, I've done a couple of Toronto shows lately for whatever reason. I'm the, I'm the expert on dirty hits. So as soon as something happens, everybody <laughs> calls me, what's your take on this? I did like yeah. Sportsnet. I did Leafs nation nation network the other uh, today. And, um, I guess, you know, I can, I can speak to that, but Toronto needs to win. And I, I make fun of those Toronto guys because they're absolutely in la-la land. They're like, oh, we're good. You know, we're, we're miles ahead of the next closest wildcard team. Like you're four points ahead of them. And it's the New Jersey Devils who could get hot like that and pass you guys. And the Red Wings are trending upwards. So it's it's just funny how they're just – not aware of where they are in the standing to just think everything's great there is a very real possibility this team could be on the, like the brink of missing the playoffs which is bonkers to say the toronto may believes but they're four points out of missing the playoffs right now tim and the team chasing them is the devils who's a damn good team then you got the islanders right behind them who are five points back so every point is crucial for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and yeah, to lose Morgan Riley isn't great, but I think they'll be fine. They'll make the playoffs, but they better get on it. All right, you know who's getting on something? Vancouver Canucks. They are not wasting any time just assembling talent. They get Zadorov. They go and get Elias Lindholm. Now they're bringing in three-time Stanley Cup champion Phil Kessel for a tryout PTO. He's going to go down to Abbotsford, work out a little bit, his conditioning is through the roof. I'm not worried about his conditioning. It's his mental game. Is he going to be sharp? Is he going to be ready to go? You know, because he's been off a little bit. I'm, I'm assuming he's he's a chiseled Adonis at this point. The guy lives in the gym. He's probably skating on the skating treadmill. He's just throwing around dumbbells, shirtless. Not worried about that. It's just the hands. Is he going to get up to speed? The, the That sort of stuff takes a while to get back to game speed. Just the hands, the passes, this, the timing. That takes a lot for a goal scorer. And I'm being serious to get back to the speed of the game. So 
good signing by the Canucks team. I know I was critical of it when when the smoke was swirling around him going to Vancouver. I did not think it was a good fit. Well, now it's it's there. He's in Vancouver. What do you think of this move? And he's familiar with the organization. He knows Alvin. He knows Tockett. He knows those guys. So I think that's why he knows Rutherford from his Pittsburgh days. Good for the Vancouver Canucks to get him or a distraction. No, it can only help him. And like we said, when the rumor broke last week, you know, at, at, at worst, he's like your 13 forward. He fills a gap and you can, you know, plug him in somewhere in the lineup if someone gets hurt. At best, he might find some room in the top six. You know, I was looking a little bit more into it and reading some of the conversations online. And it's not quite as locked in as you think it would be. Because you got that third line we talked about with Garland, Bluger, Dakota, Joshua. That's locked in. You think of, you think of how good their team is up front and all the offensive weapons they have. Pedersen, Miller, Besser, they added Lindholm. But then there's still some room on the left side. They have Pius Suter on the second line, Niels Hoglander on the second on the first line, and even Mikhaev um, and Di Giuseppe in the fourth line. There's some room there. They've kind of jumbled the lines a little bit. They try to find guys that have found the right chemistry. Um, and I'm not digging on any of these guys, but there's might be some opportunity to, to for, for Phil to get a chance in the top six. And so maybe he's going to have to figure out whether he plays on the offhand because he's played right wing his whole career. And you got Lindholm and Besser there already, and Garland on the third line. So I don't know that they'll. I don't know if he's going to be willing to play the opposite hand. But I feel like it's there's. It can only help him. It won't hurt him at all, and he won't be a distraction. Well, no, he proved he can be a, a secondary supplemental piece with uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. He's not going to rock the boat and complain about I need ice time. I need ice time. He's he's a terrific teammate to have. He'll be good for the guys in the room if he does make Vancouver. The guys in multi. Stanley Cup winner. That's that's only going to improve that locker room, and they need some veteran leadership in that in that locker room. They really don't have anybody who has gone on a sustained playoff run in that room. Maybe JT Miller potentially with Tampa Bay and the Rangers. So yeah, I don't. I I just don't see him. I don't see him making the lineup barring an injury. But that's the luxury you can have if there is an injury. You can plug that guy in, and he can give you a couple good games. Uh, the ceiling is low for Phil Kessel right now. I, I think, you know, we see like he's like an Ovechkin type. He's just kind of not going to score many goals. Aging veteran. He All wishes. Right, moving on. Talking about the New Jersey Devils, Tim, what, what do we, what's Jack Hughes saying? Interesting quote from him. So obviously he just came back from injury and he was asked about um, the goalie performance. They got a solid performance from Nico Dawes. And Jack said, and he's kind of taken a little bit out of context, but he said, yeah, when we get the saves, it's much easier to win. And it sounds like he's sort of calling out his teammates and, and calling out to the GM, being like, hey, we need a goaltender. Um, he's like, we had a good, you know, a good performance tonight, but we haven't been getting the saves. That's a big reason the Devils have struggled in addition to the injuries they sustained. Um, I don't think he's calling out the teammates, but if you look at the stats, Vanacek, Dodge, and Smead just have not been good enough. The entire season and, and the wins are there for the check because he's played the bulk of the starts and, and the Devils are a solid team. So he's got a winning record, but the, the goals against is not great. The save percentage is not great. And don't forget that just the, the earlier this week or last weekend, Markstrom was very much linked to the Devils. So they're looking, they're, they're exploring options there. And I just wonder if, if Jack's statement represents the, the feelings of some of the guys on the team being like, man, if we could just get a goalie, we could go on a run here. Yeah, all the goaltenders. Well, Dawes crept, crept above nine save percentage, 0.9. Vanacek and Schmidt are both sub nine, eight, nine, eight, nine, three. Like, just it's not acceptable. So I, I think it is a shot across the bow for the goaltenders and for the GM. It's like, hey, man, just get us something. 
we're a good team. These guys are giving up three plus goals a game, and most of them, not most of them, some of them are very bad. They're it, they're just not not playing up to where they should play for a team that should be in contention for the Stanley Cup. So when your best player says something like that, you have to you have to listen. He's he's saying get us a goaltender. We need some help. If we get a goalie, we can make a run. We have that team. So good for Jack Hughes. I don't think he says this a few years ago. Kind of grabbing onto that leadership role that I don't know if Nico Hirschire has really taken, maybe. Hirscher? He sure. Do you ever get sure. uh feedback from, from Chicago about saying guys' names wrong on the broadcast? No. They it's fine. And it's funny, uh, I called uh, Jacob Megma, but it's Manga or whatever his name is. But I call him <laughs> Magna, Magma. Megna, yeah. I know, and I, I just think it's funny, so I call him Magma. And then I do the um Dr. Evil, Magma. Liquid they, hot they, magma. They think it's funny, so I'm just gonna keep rolling with it. I'm gonna lean into it. But I think yeah. Markstrom would look good in a devil's uniform. I will will say that. If they get Markstrom, Tim, does that make them a Stanley Cup champ? Even with Dougie Hamilton out? No. No, but they it certainly vaults them forward. It's a missing ingredient. But like you said, I mean, they they've had some injuries. They're they're looking better now. They're still missing their best defenseman. They still have to climb up in the ranking, but they certainly have a much better shot with Markstrom. Because that's the thing too, with like Markstrom has been a little bit of a hit or miss goalie too. When he's on, he's on. He's better than all these guys they have now, but he hasn't always been on. If they add him and he plays like they know he can play, then he's probably they're probably a very dangerous um seven day seed, you know, upset opportunity. Um, but I don't think it vaults him into like, you know, top contender just yet. I disagree. I think they get Markstrom and he plays like he he should. They will be a Stanley Cup contender. Even without Dougie Hamilton. I think they're a very dangerous team. That offense pretty solid I, I think luke hughes has has filled the role of dougie hamilton very very nicely i i like the devils if they just had some goaltending and stay healthy and if timo yeah. meyer would get his head out of his behind and start playing good but he's timo's good i know i got a lot of hate for getting all over him but the guy makes like a hundred million dollars like he's gotta he's gotta do something all right tim all right ovechkin scored again great yes six good. goals in six games i love it we got more tweets about it, and it was a beauty too. It was on the power was play, nice like yeah. yeah, full uh one time clapper that just like looked like vintage Ovechkin. So I just I'm you're looking a little nervous. I just want to acknowledge it. Every time he scores, we're going to bring it up. Tim, he could get forty goals this year, and I still wouldn't be nervous. He still has to get fifty seven goals. I think it is. It's a lot of goals. Yeah. He's not nervous. He's going to do it. All right, he's going to do it. Let's go. Let's get to some uh, DoorDash. Yeah, save some people some last- money. The last thing here, don't forget, for a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more with DoorDash. Download the app, enter promo code NATION25, offer valid in Canada, subject to change, terms may apply. Anything else, John? That's it. No other hockey talk, no quick hits. I put that, those are the quick hits we just went through. I put it at the end. Today's a a little bit of a different episode. We kept it shorter because we weren't going to go, and then I decided we would, and I Sucked it up for the team, and John has to leave to get flowers for his wife and chocolates and teddy bears. So that's not happening. I'm not getting any of that stuff. She's got enough for her birthday. How about this? It was nice. I gave her her birthday present. Tears started falling down her face. Very Nailed good. It. Absolutely. At the restaurant. Nailed at your little. Did you go to Subway? No, Jimmy John's. I. I it was a special day, so we went the to Jimmy John's. Lunch was Jimmy John's. That's too funny. 
Good yeah. for her. Good for we you. get the gargantuan. No, we didn't go to Jimmy John's. You crazy? We went to a nice town plaza here in Traverse City. You know it. Nice place. Nice. Good, good spot for a nice brunch. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We will hopefully Tim feels better and he's a little more prepared because this is unacceptable. We will talk to you guys um, Friday. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode.